Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome to the Ladies Who Law School. I'm Haley. And I'm Samantha. And this week we finished classes. Woohoo! Yep, so we officially are done with classes. And so our first exam is today. Well, when you guys listen to this on Monday, yeah. we'll have our civil procedure exam. Um, and then on Friday, we'll be taking our property exam. Yep. And then that Monday, we'll be taking contracts. And then the following Friday, we'll be taking... Thursday. Oh, Thursday. We'll be taking criminal law. And then we'll be done. And then we'll be two L's. So, you know, that's exciting. I guess since we haven't taken our first exam yet, next episode, we'll kind of let you know how that went. Because we've obviously never taken... At that point, we'll probably have taken two at that point. So Yeah, we will. So So next time you hear from us, we'll have taken... Two, one or two of our exams, depending on when we record when next. We record, most likely two, yeah. though. Because, so, like she said, civil procedures are first one, and then we go into property. Woohoo. Yeah. yeah. So, we told you guys last episode that we were going to have a guest on, but due to scheduling issues, you know, things come up, we're going to actually postpone that to next week. So, this week we decided to just do a little touch up about different things that are going on with the Supreme Court. Um, hearing arguments at home and kind of what they're talking about. And then we're going to go into a bunch of Q&A. Yeah. We got a lot of questions via DM and through our story that we posted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just going to answer those and get yeah. right to it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. So due to coronavirus, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments on the phone. Um, they're going to be doing this a lot. They've already started doing it maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, I listened to the daily as usual and they talked a little bit about, you know, how the coronavirus has affected the Supreme court and just this precedent that they're having here and how it's very, there's almost seven or eight notable cases coming up that are really important for, you know, common law and just us as a society. So it's going to be really interesting to hear that and go through the summer and all of my law nerds out there, you know, keep up with it. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more. Um, I am going to put in the show notes, the daily podcast episode, as well as the Atlantic article that we, you know, we kind of have and looked at and how they're going to be going about it. So basically on Monday, it'll start live on C-SPAN. I don't think there's going to be like an online um, portal yet, but 
Also, I'm not sure it could change. All I see from now is radio and C-SPAN. So I guess pretty much it's going to be like, you know, in Oyez when they have the illustrated, like the illustrated justices Mm -hmm. and then they kind of light up when um, they speak. I think it's going to be similar to that. I I don't necessarily think there's going to be like a camera like filming them. At home or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the first one's at 10 a.m. Um, so we will definitely link that. Yeah, so you guys we'll can link watch that it. too, and we'll probably talk about it. Yeah, next we'll, time. well, even though we have an exam, um, obviously Monday, um, and that's when the first one comes out at ten. We'll probably just have to wait to watch another one. Yeah, um, and we both have YouTube TV, so we can record it. And I yeah. think that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> so yes. nerdy. Too. But yeah, so they're gonna be hearing a lot of different um, cases, all the way from abortion to transgender rights to immigration i mean it's a packed session so definitely stay on top of that and you know just note that that is going on right now and i think this would be a great way um especially if you're just at home not really doing much um and then you're interested in law school like definitely watch it it could give Mm -hmm. you some insight on like well when we talk about oral arguments and like Supreme Court, like this is what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be really interesting, not just for us, but for you guys too. For sure. So, like we said, you guys asked us a bunch of questions um on Instagram. So our first one is from Emily Kuhn Seven. She says, I'm applying for different jobs right now in the legal field, example, legal secretary, and have a bit of a dilemma. Do I or how do I disclose that I'm planning to go to law school? I'm planning for the fall of 21. So any job I would be at for a fair amount of time, but not forever. Weird ethics question, but wonder if you had any experience or advice. So what were you thinking? Okay, so I didn't really have this experience. I never had to really tell an employer. Like, um, you know, I did work in college, but they were like, student job so everyone knew like oh you know I'm graduating in May and that's when I stopped working so I think Haley you'd probably have way more insight on this so I think that it's admirable that you're going to get a job in the legal field especially if you're waiting almost a year or two I think that you should do that Um, I think given the fact that it is going to be about a year, you have plenty of time to disclose that information. Um, you can also, I mean, if you've already taken the LSAT and you do have those true intentions and you're already on that pathway, um, you know, get the job. I wouldn't just necessarily disclose it in a job interview. I mean, and that could be debated about, I'm sure, but, um, you know, I've made the mistake personally of not giving the job interview enough to make them know that I really wanted to be there. So I think that that's like a key to a job interview, even if it is a little bit of like you having to put some uh, dramatized feelings, you might say, out there. So I think I would totally get the job. Yes, apply for the job if you don't already have it. If you have it and you're just kind of like in limbo, do it go for it and you'll get so much great experience. Um, yeah, you're right. It is a weird ethics situation. Whenever I worked at my marketing firm, I mean, I worked at say in a sales position and was applying for, I mean, was taking the LSAT. 
Um, then around, you know, Thanksgiving, right after I took it, people started approaching me and asking me if I wanted to move to a different position within the company. And so I was kind of in this weird limbo of like, do I tell them that I'm trying to go to law school? A few of my coworkers that were like really close with me did know, but not everyone at the company knew. And I think there were times where I didn't really know. And to be a hundred percent honest in the workplace, everything is constantly changing. So the past two companies I've worked for, there's been a lot of in and out, a lot of turnover, a lot of people, you know, in and out of the door and you might have a few different managers. So pick and choose who you tell, like what you want to do. But I think if you feel like you want to be upfront and honest with them, then you should do that. And when I did have to tell my boss, once I was moved into a different position, I mean, I found out that I got this different position within the company the day I found out I got into law school. So, I mean, it's pretty ironic there. And I had to tell her, my boss, but at that point, like I was so close with her and I really like looked up to her and I cannot lie to her. Like I just couldn't do that. That's just not what I, the relationship I wanted to have with her. And so I told her and it worked out really well. So, I mean, I think it's all about timing. Also, especially since you're going to be applying to like the legal field, mm-hmm. I feel like they'd be a little more understanding because a lot of people kind of do what you want to, you know, do that yeah. where they want to go to help you. Yeah. Like work yeah. as a paralegal or something. And then you, um, well, a legal secretary too. Like exactly. she's going to get so much exposure. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Especially you going to law school. Isn't weird. Like, no, it's like totally normal. Like, in my job, I feel like they were like, Oh wow. Like you want to do this? And I was just like, yeah. They're like, oh, I never, I can see you doing that, but I never like thought that. And it's just because like, but being a secretary, a legal assistant, like they're like, okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah, They might even try to help you and like teach you more than what they I would mean, be. I mean, if it really, really goes well, like some firms will literally pay for their paralegals and, you know, people that they really like to go to law school. So it could really work out for you. So I think that's the key to keeping that relationship. Yeah, and like that for trust. sure. For sure. So go, go into it with your gut. Like if you feel like you should tell them up front, then do that. But if you feel like maybe you wait and you don't tell everyone or you only tell certain people, you know, I go into it with who I respected the most, basically. And I knew that there were some people who just wouldn't get it and they were going to treat me differently. And I didn't tell those people, you know? So just keep that in mind. Yeah, but... Props to the question. Props to you for <laughs> yeah. you know starting now. It's, I, and I, like I said, it's really, like, yeah, we try yeah. to say that you know definitely get all the experience you can get. Um, so the next question is from at Amy underscore Zinda. So um, this one's quite a long one, but the gist of the question was that she's an undergrad and she's taken a, a law, a business law in the fall and she was wondering um she if really it's, loved it. yeah and she loved it so she took another one and so she took another one yeah. and now she's wondering like how similar it may be to actual law school and if um you know she said she she's nervous that the class that she took about law wasn't going to be necessarily what it's like in law school yeah so from personal experience I got my degree in the School of Communications, so I took a communications law class, and it was the one class that I remember my sophomore year, like, fully pulling an all-nighter for. There was so much information. Um, I've heard business law is very much so like contracts um, from everyone, 
you know, from one of our classmates that went to the same undergrad as me who got his degree in business was like, oh, contracts is like business law at tech. Did you take that? And I was like, no, actually I didn't. I, I had a business minor, but I didn't take business law, you know? But then when I think back, I think, yeah, honestly, these classes pro- probably are slightly depictive of what law school is going to be like. I mean, the law school environment is just something in itself. I think um, there's nothing quite like the Socratic method, which is something that you're going to have in law school that I don't think people do like in every other class. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I do think it's probably similar. If you're really liking it, I think that that's a great sign. And I think that's pointing you in the right direction of becoming an attorney. So since I was a political science major, I had the opportunity to take a lot of like the business law, the uh, criminal law, the juvenile justice law. Like I took quite a few of those throughout undergrad. Um, and I think it's, it's similar in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not, you don't have a case book, obviously. Most of the time you have just a textbook and it'll mention a few cases. I never had to really sit there and like read a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't brief cases, that's for sure. Like, I learned how to brief a case when it was an assignment. Like, brief one case, you know? Uh And it was just like, what's the question of the case? Like, nothing compared to, like, how we do briefs now. Mm. Um, And I remember doing one in undergrad, and it took me, like, three hours. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I was freaking out. But um, the way that I kind of separated my undergrad from like what law school would really be like was um at UGA I just sat in one of the classes mm-hmm. at the law school um and you can approach any of the law schools even if you've gone into schools or if your undergrad has a law school there or if you have one in your city um they're always welcome to just have you sit in in class and I did that twice and um yeah I mean, once I went to those classes, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And like, you see the cold calls and mm-hmm. you kind of see what the students are doing. Usually they make you sit in the very back. Um, so I would probably do that. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. But I mean, taking the law classes, like keep on doing it because I know that some of the stuff I learned, I recall it now and it makes it a little easier to understand. So it doesn't yeah. hurt. And I know that she asked a few questions and talked a little bit about, a bit about the shows that we're watching, like Goliath and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, law school is just, I've heard many people close to our age, obviously a little bit older, that have graduated and they say, yeah, law school didn't prepare me for this, aka what they're doing in the law firms or in the courts and stuff. And I mean, I think it's because right now you're just building that foundation in law school. I mean, basically you and undergrad in the business law class are building a foundation of that legal thought process and the legal realm of being basically, you know, you get to experience what these things do and why. And so, yeah, I just, I think shows like that being in classes like that, I think all of that, if that makes you really excited, I think you're doing the right thing. I mean, at the end of the day, any exposure you can get, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the biggest help. Like, yeah. if you don't have access to, like, Netflix or Hulu or any of these places where you can watch the shows, like, go on YouTube and, like, just look up, like, court proceedings. Or, yeah. You can um, look at the oral arguments, I bet. And like, I'm sure C-SPAN probably posts their things, too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I know we've approached YouTube. Not approached. <laughs> we've used YouTube mm-hmm. to, you know, supplement our learning sometimes. So, oh, for sure. I mean... You don't Quimby or Barbie yeah, or exactly. you're not in law school quite yet and you're so, just wondering about something. I think yeah. if you are a pre-law student, definitely just expose yourself in as many ways as you can, whether that's 
you know, taking your business law classes or even going to a law school and sitting in a class, like, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to law students if you see them on campus. I mean, I'm sure they would love to give you advice. Yeah, for sure. So next, our next question is from Sydney Hansen. She says that she's going to be a 1L in September. Um, She said she loves the pod. Love Love you, girl. <laughs> but due to Corona, a lot of people are saying that it's a potential that law school will be online um, in the fall. And she says, you know, a large part of why she chose to go to law school was the social aspect and making friends. Um, if everything's online, she's worried that she about making friends and having fun in law school. And do you have any advice? Okay, I, I just have to say something really quick, like. Honestly, girlfriend, like making friends and having fun is not always really what you're going to be doing in law school. You're going to be at the school and working. And so I totally get why you're nervous. I think don't worry so much about the social aspect or the making friends like that all comes with it, you know, but yeah, I mean, being online can be really hard. It can be really seclusive and that really stinks. So clearly we didn't have to go through it. 1L, like the first part, like beginning online. Um, I know it's a possibility, you know, um, for some of you guys out there, but, um, honestly, I don't think it's that different than it would be in real life. Um, I know that a lot of us were communicating online before we met each other. Yeah. Me and Samantha. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, um, it's kind of just like, yeah, don't do be afraid maybe, to yeah. reach out. And a lot of these campuses that say they're going to start 1L in, online are honestly planning on going back to campus, you know, yeah, through, throughout, the, throughout semester. the semester. Um, but I, honestly, with Zoom, now that they have like happy hours, like we've been to a happy hour with our 1L class and, you know, people are interacting more via Zoom and GroupMe now that we're not together. So honestly, I feel like if you do start 1L and you're talking to your classmates via GroupMe or Facebook or just like reach out to a few people, like you guys and will maybe become the, friends. Yeah, you know? and maybe that's not like your first instinct and maybe, you know, you don't want to reach out to someone online. But I mean, I would 100% recommend it. Also, I mean, you, you know, she went on to ask basically, you know, do you think it'll be weird since we had, no, it's only weird if you make it, I promise. So just hopefully fingers crossed, we won't be online in the fall and this will be obsolete. Right. But if you are say online, don't be afraid to get on your Facebook page. I know probably every admitted law school student has a Facebook page, you know, look around at the girls and the guys on there and see if there's anyone that you think you might have some stuff in common with that looks kind of like you maybe does some things on social media that are like you. And don't be afraid to reach out and be like, Hey, like once this, once we get school started, like we should totally hang out, you know? And then it gives you some commonality with these people and you can just, go from there, even if it is online. And even if you are just talking via text, like you're just everyone, this is a new experience for everybody, like in law school and especially in one else. So everyone's nervous. Everyone's worried about making friends. Like people want to cling to somebody. So don't be like worried that you're going to be left out in the dark, you know? Also, um, you're not the only one feeling this. I'm sure everyone in your potential 1L class that, you know, they're being told it's going to be online, they're all feeling the same thing. But they're, if you're one of the people kind of like me, that's it's hard for me to reach out to people I don't know. There's surely someone in the class who's super outgoing and will totally reach out to you. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it. Everyone's going to have to go through it. It might make you guys closer. 
because it's kind of like once in a lifetime um, kind of thing, you know? And if you're moving to where your law school is and like say the law school isn't open, but you know, you can still go grab drinks. I mean, I know places are opening up. Yeah. I mean, as far as here, I mean, we don't really know obviously what's going to happen. Like I get that. And we're just going day, day by day, but if that's happening where you live, like don't be afraid to reach out and ask a girl or a guy to have a drink, a glass of wine or something and go get a drink or have dinner or something and just talk and be like, so like, are you excited about law school? Especially as it gets closer to law school, once you do move to your city, a hundred percent recommend doing that. Yeah. And, um, I also feel like this is a great time to talk about the Facebook group that we're trying to, um, you know, put together. And this would be a perfect kind of place for, yeah, for you to like reach out to people and like, not only are there a lot of 1Ls in your school that are going to be dealing with this, but there's a lot of people all over the country in other places. So all, all ages of in law school. Exactly. You know? So yeah. all, all stages, you know, because I know one of our teachers said, you know, she teaches a bunch of 3Ls in nonprofit law and she's like, dude, they have a thousand questions. They're freaking out. People are worried about passing the bar. Like I a hundred percent get it. And I think in law school, you kind of realize like, okay, there's, always something worse out there you just kind of have to put it in perspective for yourself and keep pushing through and reach back out to us you know like as it gets closer like i said don't be afraid if you don't even know what to say to each other like messaging each other that's exactly what samantha's saying is like that's the point of the facebook group because i messaged samantha on instagram in March, like we yeah. had a one year, like Facebook friends, like way, like right after probably we were admitted, yeah, probably. and joined the group. And then I got a message from Haley, and then we kind of like messaged each other. Like when she moved to Oklahoma City, I messaged her about her apartment because it looked yeah. so cute, you know. It's just, like, just like being friendly, little interactions you know? yeah. like that, and then you know. The rest and then is whenever history. it was like the first, yeah, and then whenever it was like the first day, I knew somebody when I walked in because obviously, so, I mean, there were a lot of people that did know each other, you know. And I didn't know anyone. I got to see you guys and you were sitting with Bailey and it was just nice because you have a friendly face. So I think meeting up with people and I just like freaking hope that we can be, and that they can meet up with each other. Yeah. And like, honestly, you've got nothing to lose to reach out to somebody. Like if they don't reach back out, like, okay, just, you know, whatever you don't, you know, the worst thing they can say is no. And like, be weird about it. And like, shame on them. Like you're nice and you're friendly and like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's one thing that Haley's taught me definitely because she, you know, she was the one who reached out to me. Like, it's okay and normal for to reach out to people that you want to be friends with. Yeah. Like, I used to think that was so, like, oh my God, like, I know. I can't, like, even comment on this girl's Instagram that I don't put know. yourself out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's hard to put yourself rejection, out there. But like, so I, I get it. But no, it gets easier. And I especially, especially now that everything is digital, yeah. you might as well get comfortable with it. Because I mean, I mean, it's everyone's going to be more. looking you up. And yeah. Especially as attorneys, like everyone immediately goes to LinkedIn to look each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that being comfortable, having a good social presence, like is obviously important, but using that platform for your benefit is good too, because like, that's how you connect with people. And that's what I'm saying. Like, especially if everything opens back up, like it's just too easy not to do that. Yeah. I get it if Corona is like still a thing, but hopefully she'll be able to go into school. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really hoping everyone can yeah. go back to the school in the fall, but I do know that there are a lot of campuses kind of like, I mean, it is a hub of like a ton of young people that like, do Call they really have the best like, like, like hygienic, yeah. you know? Nasty. Yeah. 
So, yeah, but we wish you the best of luck. And let us know if your school actually does go online. And we definitely want to talk to you about it and see how, you know, you are coping with it. For sure. And as it gets closer, you know, reach out if you, like, decide you're going to message a friend. And as the Facebook page gets, our Facebook group gets going, you know, maybe you can even meet up with some people on there. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Um, so our next question comes from our friend Elizabeth at E. Freeman. Four. She asks, what was your favorite part of 1L and what are we looking forward to during 2L? So Haley, what do you, what do you have to say? Okay. My favorite part of 1L. Hmm. You know, that's a hard question because I haven't really obviously got to think about these, <laughs> but my favorite part, I think just like doing it, maybe just like completing it being able to say that I'm one third of a lawyer at this point, you know, I think that that's just like something in itself. I'm sure that there's like a lot of embarrassing and funny moments that I can like name, but you know, just the memories, right? Like that's kind of my favorite part and like getting to meet so many new people and establish all these new relationships. Relationships are huge for me and I really do love law. And I think just that this whole year I've learned so much and it's been insane. What about you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, 1L year has been one of the best years, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Not only, like, intellectual-wise, um, but just all-around great. Like, I think once I got to law school and I was finally studying something that I'd been looking forward to for so long, because, um, I, you know, I had it in my plan for, you know a long time Mm -hmm. so it was it was very exciting moment for me and now that we've finished our 1L year like I can't it happened so fast um I don't even know how it it flew by but um yeah I'm just super happy and I feel really you know 
proud of myself for making it. It's just something that, you know, not everybody does make it. And, you know, that, you know, it's just a huge accomplishment because, like, what was it? 10% of the world has, like, the education or something. Yeah, the most educated people in the world. Just having, you know, no one can take your degree away from you. And, like, now we're so much closer, you know? Yeah, and it's it's your knowledge. You, you, like you're saying, you're working towards something that you really enjoy. I mean, that within itself is something that is just so valuable. Yeah. I don't think, like... Yeah, I think that's a good favorite part is like the knowledge and being able to be like, I know stuff. It's cool. I like it. And you can now it all starts making sense. I feel like when you first start law school, you're like, what? Like, how does this fit into everything? It makes sense that it takes you about a year. Yeah. And then towards the end of 1L, you're like, okay, well, now I get it. Like, I see the big picture. And now I can start picturing myself in practice. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the end of 1L year, you kind of start picturing yourself. There's like this glimmer of hope. Yeah. You kind of like see yourself in a suit like when you close your eyes and then it just goes away because that's like all you've been able to like yeah. get to, but it's coming. You know, you're still working hard. You're still doing it. It's just. Yeah. And it's cool to now also see like things in real life. Um, and like, yeah, that. it's like my dad's talking to me about business and then he's like, mm-hmm. then gets into what, you know, him and his lawyer were chatting about, and I'm like, oh, I understand that. Like, obviously, we can't give legal advice. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it's, like, cool to start thinking about, not even thinking about, realizing the thoughts you're having about, like, oh, how would I solve that problem? And then yeah. you start applying, you know. It's just cool. And like your That whole, sounds your pretty whole, nerdy, but it's cool. Yeah, and your whole way of thinking, I think, changes as you grow as an attorney. So just realizing like, well, what does that mean? And the questions that you ask yourself and you just kind of, you're shaping yourself into be this person who before was once just a normal human and now is like this legal machine. Right. So yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's something that both of us have always looked forward to, even if it wasn't, you know, some of us longer than others, I think it's just, it's a really cool experience. Um, so what are you looking forward to during 2L? You know, what am I looking forward to? I don't know. Probably just getting in there. Probably constitutional law. I feel like that's like super nerdy, but there's a lot of questions asked about constitutional law. A lot of people want to know different things about that. And it's something that I'm not truly prepared to talk to other people about. So I think it'd be nice to go ahead and get that going and learn about our constitution and how that all like shapes everything because that's huge. Yeah. I mean, I ha- I'm excited for a few things. I think like the classes I'm going to be taking, like, obviously I'm excited for those. Um, but also like we're on the exec board for a, you know, student organization now, mm-hmm. you know, we've kind of established our people at the law school and I think it's just like we're seasoned law students almost and once 2L starts you know we just hit the ground running like we have more responsibilities more work but um we've already done it once so who says we can't do it again you know exactly it's gonna be nice our next question was from at jay giza how to start studying for the LSAT (laughs) wow I mean I don't even know where to start right no I'm just kidding well I think we've mentioned this before, but just like rapid fire would be take a diagnostic test online. You can find one. Just cold take it like before you've studied it all and just take it, time yourself like you would and just see what you get. You know, that's kind of like your starting point. Mm -hmm. You may start at a 170. You may start at a 120. 
you know, everyone's different. I tested really high on my first one. Clearly, um, it went downhill from there. But like, you know, it's a it's a nice um, way to just get acquainted. You, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's really important. Even in my class, that was like the first thing we did. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I mean, you can do what Haley did and start a class. You can buy the books. I mean, just figure out the date you're going to take it. And just kind of make a study. And then you just make a study plan. Rapid fire. We have actually a whole kind of episode about like LSAT stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We'll link that for you. I would definitely say start off with the diagnostic test cold. Yeah. And then get some books. Either make a plan in the sense of like get some books, take a class, do it all, start studying, make sure you're touching the book every single day. Two hours at minimum, probably more if you have more time and depending on how quick you're going to take it. Um, okay. Our next question is from at Dana S82. Does confidence increase in or after law school? So for us, this would be like before or during law school. Yeah. yeah. So has our confidence increased before or got, I guess gone down or up since we've started law school? What do you think, Haley? Um, I mean, I don't think like just interesting question, you know, like you kind of just want to know, like, what do you mean? (laughs) Because I feel like it's just hard to answer that because I mean, there's times where my confidence has definitely gone down. I mean, I'm learning a new subject that is very hard and is not easy for me to grasp. So my confidence is definitely low at times. I mean, I think that it's like that for anyone in law school due to the fact that you're learning something new. Um, also, I mean, at the same time, like as my, my confidence has not gone down. I feel like I've grown into a more educated and eloquent human basically over the past year. And I think that it's due because due to the fact that I've been studying such a, I mean, I don't want to say it's hard because I mean it is, but it's just such a beautiful like type of thing in its own way, the law, you know, and it's so different from anything we've ever done before. So I just, I think your confidence kind of grows with like your knowledge yeah, of the law. For sure. I mean, I was going to say the same thing. Like I'm more confident intellectually. I'm more confident in the classroom. I'm more confident maybe speaking Mm -hmm. out. But, um, I mean, there's so many different kinds of confidence, you know, like. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm talking, like, maybe law school confidence, maybe I'm thinking. Or, like, confidence in my person. Yeah, like, like, of course, I'm, I feel, I guess. Like you said, in public speaking, like, that's definitely going to grow. Yeah, like, I think since starting 1L, there's been certain aspects in my life that have change for the better and I'm more confident in but I don't think as a person like my whole personality like I'm naturally just more confident I'm still pretty shy and I just think that when you are knowledgeable on something you're confident enough to talk about it and kind of like give your opinion exactly so So that's kind of what I was thinking about that like because I mean I think that we you know you got to address to the fact that like this is hard. So you kind of get beat down all the time. So maybe your confidence is low, but it's just like ebb and flow. So our next question is from Victoria Sherber. How do you know, or excuse me, how do you land a 1L summer position without many professional legal recommenders or legal experiences? Tell them, Samantha. All right. So clearly I didn't work 
anywhere legal before mm-hmm. I came to law school. Neither did Haley. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really have any recommendations or legal experience. But I was able to land a 1L summer unpaid position. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Which public. I think is pretty normal. Yeah, and like most yeah. people are, are unpaid. And like if you're getting paid, like you're very lucky. And yeah, and you're a bad That's a. awesome, yeah. Um, either way, um, I just kind of told them why I would be interested in kind of working for them. And I went to a few tours of the office. I went and volunteered and, um, I just showed them that I was interested. And then how'd you find their contact? Okay. So they, um, came to the school for a career fair. And then I just handed them my resume and then they emailed me and I had nothing on my resume that is legal experience other than my almost completed one L year. So other than law school, that's all I've got. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been like, you know, which is that's enough. I mean, I think I just want to harp on that. Like, that's good enough, you guys. I mean, so don't be like, oh, I need to do something yeah, else. No. no, like there's people that are literally English majors or have worked in completely different fields. Like we have a nurse yeah. that is in it's our still law working. class. It, exactly. Yeah. <gasps> Props to her. Yeah. Shout um, out. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessary to have any legal experience or um, legal recommender because when you're applying, you're almost done with one L. Yeah. So that's kind of like your experience. For sure. I mean, and you can always, you know, if you do need certain recommendation letters, I know um, at the Dallas Young Lawyers Association to apply for their judicial, I don't really know, like, I guess lottery system, you had to have a, a few recommendations, but they were, they asked to be from your professor. So it's kind of like, okay, well, that's easy, right? Because we all have our professors and like, surely you have one that you can be like, hi, I answered a few questions. I don't know. That's a, another recommendation. Like use your professors, um, use your law school resources. Like Sansa said, she met hers at, um, like a fair at school. Um, I am a saleswoman by heart. I mean, I just can't deny that. Um, I've done lots of job searching in my life. I mean, not lots, but plenty to know that like, it's all about who, you know, so basically I just fostered a relationship with, um, another female that works at the district attorney's office since August. I mean, since I started law school basically, and I just kept her on my radar and, you know, told her that I was really interested in in criminal law, which is true. And, you know, basically told her like, listen, if, you know, if I want a job, like, can you help me out? And in August she was like, yes. So when December rolled around and it was time to get a job, I reached back out to her and she said, Hey, you know, let me see what I can do for you. And yeah. The rest is history. So, I mean, that is what I would consider a legal recommender. I don't have experience. I mean, I also met this girl in undergrad. I want to just emphasize the fact that everybody knows somebody who's a lawyer. And, like, you have nothing to be afraid of but to reach out to that person and say, hey, can I work for you for free? You're literally losing nothing. You have two summers in law school to change yourself from who you once were to who you are now and who you are now, AKA your attorney self and doing work for free can honestly be a blessing in disguise. You know, you're learning things. They're going to check your work. You don't have this, this weight almost of being paid that first summer, because I think I would be nervous. I know there are some gals out there that are getting paid and props to you guys. I mean, seriously, like I I'm, so excited for you guys. I know we're going to do some interviews and like learn a little bit about some of our, uh, friends who 
are doing internships this summer whenever we start back up in the fall, but it's, it's going to, I mean, you can get paid unpaid work is work and experience is experience. And that's what you need. So I think just do whatever you can. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone that you know and ask them if you can help them. And also don't be afraid to like tell them that you want to work for them. Exactly. Because honestly, a lot of these places want people who are passionate, who are going to, you know, really try because, you know, DA's office is flooded. Public defender's office is more flooded. Yeah. So they want people who are willing to help, but actually care, you know? So if you tell them around and like, you know, are going to give it their all and not just be like, Oh, I don't want to be here. Like, okay, then don't. Yeah. Like go work at somewhere else. Yeah. Kroger. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) They don't have Kroger in Oklahoma, but but they do (laughs) everywhere else. Um, okay. So our next question is from at D Nami. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Sorry, (laughs) Um, but it was how to negotiate more scholarship after deposit deadline. What do you think? Okay. So if you have your scholarship, you've already made your deposit. That's what that sounds like to me. So you're kind of committed at that point. They know you're committed. I would be like, look, is there a way that we can talk about, is there any more money to be dispersed? Because these are my reasons and I need this. And these are my numbers and, you know, can we have a conversation about it? I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with trying to negotiate. I mean, like I said, the worst thing they can say is no. Also, um, fun fact, you can like have multiple seat deposits. It's kind of not looked at like great because other schools know you put a seat deposit at another school. So so let's say I put one down for OCU and then one at another school. I mean, I didn't, but hypothetically I could have, and they know, right. You could use that as leverage, right? So you could technically use that as leverage if you've done that. A lot of people don't because obviously it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and you kind of lose that money. Because ours don't was like go $500. There. Exactly. Yeah. But I would kind of just say, like, you really want to go there. Maybe say, um, you know, you've been looking at finances and it's going to be a little bit more than you expected. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Have the numbers, have like a, exactly. like a printout almost where you're like, okay, listen, I have, like, you got to sell it. <laughs> exactly. And I know that, like, once it may, um, it may be hard to get it now, honestly, just because schools are dealing with a lot of, like, chaos yeah, money's already short yeah but um you can ask for more money in the when school starts because yeah, i know the like there's people who next semester stuff happens yeah and they just kind of call the school and they're like hey like i had this thing happen can and you can you help me out and they'll like give you more loan money or maybe a scholarship i mean there's scholarships that you can apply for when school starts mm-hmm. we talked about it in a whole other episode about yeah. finances um so i would say just it doesn't hurt to call them up, email them. You know, if you already paid your seat deposit, you're already pretty much paying to work with them. Yeah. So they, they know you're interested. They are there to help you. And, you know, obviously don't harass them, but be kind about it because I mean, they would be doing something for you, you right? Yeah. It's squeaky wheel gets the grease. So don't forget that. It's all, it's that fine line, you know? Okay. So our very last question is, um, from one of our friends, Pop Drop in Lockwood. Love it. That's mm. such a fun name. Okay, so how does first semester compare with second semester? All right. So first semester is all about being scared. I feel like it's just there's so much that's unknown. Mm-hmm. 
you're kind of ner. I felt nervous a lot, um, especially like with the cold, like going into school your first week and knowing you're about you can get cold called. Like it's honestly, it gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. Um. So I think you're just like a newbie, like you're a little freshman. You know, it's like it, everyone knows more than you. So yeah. second semester, you're kind of like, okay, I know what's kind of going on. Still a little nervous, but you got to hang a bit. You've made it through the first semester, and you just kind of keep on going, you know? Yeah. It's not It's not too different. I don't think it's really different at all. I mean... Other than, like, maybe you knowing a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like still it's hard to see the full picture until you've kind of, like... Like, all those classes that we had to take that were, like, double semester contracts of... Oh things like that. I mean, everything really came together towards the end. Um, I think even with property, finishing out that even kind of tied into towards, I think this semester there were, I think this semester there were a lot of things where you were like, oh, wow, I've heard about that in a different class. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, like you said, pulling it all together. Um, it's a little bit harder in the fact that like we had our oral arguments, it kind of feel more like a little bit more lawyerly in our LRW class because we're no longer just legally writing. We're trying to like persuade someone to see our side of our argument. So, and then doing the oral arguments and everything like that. I think I just felt really like a lawyer, like, oh yeah. my gosh, we're actually doing something I'm learning and I feel like cool. I just feel like kind of like what you're saying, like lawyerly, like we did get to take a lot of control over, especially in LRW, like what we kind of wanted to do. And I feel yeah. like we didn't really have that freedom last semester. And now I mean, we, there's a reason. Because it's like I think we, it's trying to hold your hand. Yeah. And yeah. like now, like we have opinions. I think class discussions are a little bit more lively and you know, everyone's comfortable with each other. I was going to say, people aren't so scared to talk. Exactly. Like so I think second semester, everyone's just comfortable. You kind of know what's going on better. And it might be a little easier just routine wise, but school wise, it's still pretty. T- I mean, yeah, law school is not easy. You yeah, know? for sure. Well, guys, as always, thanks for listening to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. Make sure and check us out on Instagram. We're always trying to give you guys some inspiration on there. And um, don't forget to also like us on Facebook where we are going to have our Facebook page. Yes. And don't forget to tune in next week. We have a really fun interview in the works. um, And we're so excited for you guys to listen to it. Yeah. All right. Well, don't forget to rate, review, um, subscribe, you you know. So... We love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.